Welcome third year students to the next instalment of the podcasts um, that I'm going to be delivering in the series before we return to campus. So as you will know, on the 17th you are due to uh, continue with contact teaching and these podcasts are going to serve as a recap and a refresh before we get back to campus. Once we get back to campus, I will continue with the podcast, but they will take a slightly different form. Um, they will be there to help students who maybe miss class, who can't get to campus for whatever reason, or just for those who want to go over what was covered uh, that week. So um, these podcasts at the moment are just to give us a brief restart on the material that was covered and to get us thinking and engaging with the course before the 17th. Now in the last podcast we covered quite a lot of uh, the four main theories that we've covered so far in class and I did that in some depth so in fact that podcast, podcast two, is probably the one that is of the most importance at the moment to getting back in the swing of uh, research before class starts. So today's podcast hopefully will be a bit shorter than that one. What I want to do is to uh, think back a little bit on the movies that we've already watched and then to think about the other theories that we're going to look at in the course as well as and the movies that we still got to watch and the assessments that are scheduled. So I'm going to I'm going to go in that order to think about the movies first. So the three movies that we've watched so far, it's The Bang Bang Club, it's uh, Manas Shot Down on about the Maracana uh, massacre and then um, Bowling for Columbine. The first two, Bang Bang Club and Minor Shutdown, were set in South Africa, Bowling for Columbine set in the States, but each of them introduced us to a specific environment in which certain kinds of crime and violence are happening. Bang Bang Club was specific, uh, specifically looking at apartheid violence um, and the kinds of uh, state and uh, political and group violence that um, was being recorded by the journalists in that movie. Uh, Minor Shutdown was looking uh, very specifically at a single event um, in post-apartheid life. Um, and what we did in class was we compared those, and I think we did a quite a good job of comparing them because um, a lot of the comparisons that we can make between those are how the events in Minor Shutdown have such a have such deep roots um, in apartheid violence in the context, but that um, the idea of violence not being only individual, not just being about um, single acts of violence, of police, of, of manners, but rather of state-sanctioned or police-sanctioned or violence happening at a bigger level needs to also be understood. And that um, led nicely into Bowling for Columbine because the violence in the in the states that um, the documentary was looking at was gun violence. And it was trying to suggest to us that gun violence is not just an individual problem. It's not just mad or bad people who listen to Marilyn Manson, 
right? That rather instead the culture of fear and gun ownership and racism that is prevalent in the United States is the bigger roots in their context for the violence that they're seeing. So um, we're seeing a lot of that now after George Floyd in the States and uh, um, I know that certainly in South Africa there's stuff around police violence that we could uh, make comparisons to. But if we if we take just the George Floyd example in the States as being a continuation of what we saw in Bowling for Columbine, the kinds of uh, interactions between ideology, policing, and um, and the ways that individuals live their lives. Uh, so uh, these are, are much bigger issues than just looking at, as I said, mad or bad people. And we're going to continue very much in that vein when we continue to talk about crime and violence broadly, not only in South Africa, but of course we're based in South Africa. So using that kind of understanding that we're seeing elsewhere um, to also think about what might be happening here. One of the things that I always say when, um, sorry, my voice is going. <coughs> One of the things that I always say when, um, when students are watching Bowling for Columbine is look for those moments where something is really, really weird um, because it's a different culture, it's a different context. The things that they think of as normal are not normal for us. They're, they're a whole world away for us. And there certainly were moments in that movie where, you know, being able to buy bullets at the Kmart, which is like our checkers, it's 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 unrealistic, it's completely mad. Um, or going to the bank and signing up for a bank account and walking out with a shotgun. You know, these kinds of things just blow my mind. I don't know, um, as you as students, what struck out to you. Maybe it was the thing on the killer bees, you know, the sort of peer, fear and panic that was being generated around killer bees. That, that where, where is that coming from? What is that about? Um, because it's not based in reality. So those weird moments that we see in the States... When people interact with us, they have the same thing in different ways. So what are those weird moments that people have when they interact with South Africans? And I, I have a sense of what those are. I certainly think the way that we, we think about uh, crime and violence, uh, particularly towards perhaps animals or children or women, might be uh, things that other people think of as weird. But... Think about that. What are the weird things that, that you think somebody would look at South Africa and, and say, we don't do things like that somewhere else? Um, and the fact that that is possible, the fact that we can we can think of things in South Africa as being normal for us and part of our um, normal everyday lived experiences, and but not for other people, says that this is about our history, it's about our culture, and I mean culture broadly, South African culture, not, you know, specific individual groups. Um, it's about our politics, and again, I mean politics in terms of the way that we interact with people, and the way that we think about ourselves and others, that kind of politics. And and if it's if it's about that stuff, that means it can be changed. It means it's stuff that we can actually 
um, engage with and remake in new ways. So those movies are actually really, uh, for me, powerful movies because they can do that. Now we are going to <coughs> continue to, I do not have COVID if you're worrying, I'm, I'm just a little bit scratchy because I went to the dentist earlier. Um, okay, so the movies we're going to continue to um, to look at are going to do a lot of the same kind of thing. So we're going to watch Sotsi. I know some of you may have seen it. If you have, that's great. If you haven't, that's okay as well. Um, but that's a, a really nice movie for, for thinking about crime and violence in South Africa. We, we're going to watch uh, Law and Disorder in Johannesburg. It's a documentary, obviously, about Johannesburg and, and the crime problem that we're seeing there. We're going to look at a movie called City of God, which is based in Rio in Brazil. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar, Brazil is considered the most like South Africa. Um, it's considered the most like South Africa because of the large numbers of people who live in uh, communities that are similar to what in South Africa would be called townships. And because the Gini coefficient is similar to South Africa. And Gini coefficient is uh, a measure of inequality. So it looks at the fact that there are people who have lots of money in, in Brazil, uh, wealth, ex extraordinary wealth, um, and then there are people who, who are living in extraordinary poverty. Um, and that Gini coefficient is a statistical measure that looks at how big that gap is between the rich and the poor. And South Africa has the highest Gini coefficient in the world, and Brazil's is very similar to ours. So... Um, the movie City of God is based in Brazil, it's based in Rio, and um, and it's looking at uh, one particular community and the fates of uh, men uh, in relation to violence in that community. Then we're going to lastly watch a film called Once Were Warriors. It's a, a film uh, based in New Zealand amongst uh, Maori uh, descendants, um, and they are trying to deal with some of uh, the classic conditions of having be having uh, come from a colonized community so they are, are dealing with the loss of culture they are dealing with unemployment they're dealing with poverty um, and they're trying to um, deal with all of those things in in relation to their everyday uh, lives and then the intersection of violence uh, in that so um those are the films that we still are going to be watching. Uh, there is some really nice uh, stuff for us to interrogate in all of those films, but uh, as you may have already established, the overarching theme of all of those uh, movies, as as the ones before, is to try and think about the intersection of individuals and individual lives with the um, the bigger the bigger picture which is more than just, you know, who's in power at any particular one moment, but it's it's in relation to history, it's in relation to uh, justice and legal systems, it's in relation to poverty and unemployment, it's in relation to race. These are things that are generational. Um, so we're going to be, be looking at all of that stuff as we go forward. Uh, and that last movie, Once We're Warriors, it's also going to um, introduce us to 
gender-based violence but that's why it's the last one because we want to get there when we've had some time to go through the gender-based violence theories. Now the theories that we're still going to be looking at I'm going to categorize in three sort of groups. The first of them is uh, in relation to childhood. So how do people become violent? Where does that does it start early in one's life? Is there an explanation that if you were a victim, you become a perpetrator? And we're going to engage with that critically. So think about how you feel about that in relation, particularly to the readings that, that I know you've been doing. But we're going, to, we're going to talk about that stuff. Then the next group of theories we're going to look at are media theories. These are very straightforward, simple theories about the ways that reporting happens and we know certainly from the Bang Bang Club um, that oh and even for Bowling for Columbine they showed a lot of how the news was being reported and even television shows in the States that the ways that society is being recorded through journalism through the media in various forms that 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 can shape how a society thinks about themselves uh, and then lastly, we're going we're gonna to turn to gender-based violence and we're going to think about uh, the ways that uh, that can be understood through various theoretical perspectives. So that's the, that's the way that we're going to be moving forward. Obviously, if you have questions or want to ask about any of those things, please send me any questions that you may have. As I said, the most important podcast for you to have listened to is number two because that recaps the theories we've already covered. But for now, um, we're just planning to get back into class to be able to continue with the work that we had started before the lockdown. We are going to, as I said in the last podcast, or even the one before possibly, that we are going to, in our first session together, have a not-for-marks assessment so that I know where everybody's at. Um, and then we're going to talk about the other assessments, the two essays that I, I have already spoken in the podcast uh, briefly about. So those are the things that we're going to do in terms of assessments immediately is plan for all of those things uh, once we're in class. And then, um, yeah, uh, but listening to the other podcasts in relation to what you can prepare for those will, would be great. So it's really doing those readings, bringing your reading summaries to class with you. Um, we're going to have that first not-for-marks assessment. And that not-for-marks assessment, you can anticipate, is going to be on work we've already covered. So for those who are going to ask me about that, it's going to obviously be on the four theories we've already covered. And, uh, and going to the second podcast where I recap those for you may help you to um, just refresh yourself on those theories. Okay, so I'm going to leave the podcast here. Please remember to send me any questions. Please um, make sure that you engage with me if you need anything from me at any time, if you're not able to come to class because of health reasons or any other challenges that you work with myself and the course coordinator, Mrs. Subin, so that we can make sure that you are keeping up and are able to complete the course um, as scheduled for this year. Because we are hopefully 
going to be having a really, really big celebratory graduation with you all next year. Um, we're really looking forward to that. So um, I'm on team graduation 2021. I've told my BTEC students the same thing. And um, and I'm, I'm really um, glad that we're going to to be working now together um, towards that. So I will see you on Wednesday and uh, please keep in touch.